It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer for the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, as always, with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. For child care providers in Georgia receiving CAPS funding, it is crunch time. In order to continue to receive CAPS payments for your children and families served, you must be quality rated by December 31st, 2020. Right now, around 54% of the programs receiving CAPS have been quality rated, and about 67% of children receiving CAPS are enrolled in a quality rated program. Uh, But that still leaves a lot of providers to be rated. And Commissioner, we are going all out to assist these providers in getting on board with their portfolios, classroom observations, and ratings for one, two, or three stars. Absolutely. We want uh, providers to be successful, and we want all families to have access to quality-rated care. So uh, we have put into place some incentives and some deadlines and some policies that uh, we want to make sure that all providers are aware of. Here to talk about the CAPS Quality Rated 2020 deadline are the stars of recent webinars, stakeholder meetings, stage, screen, and television. Elizabeth Casper is Deputy Commissioner over the CAPS program here at DECAL. And Dr. Bentley Ponder is Deputy Commissioner of Quality Innovations and Partnerships, which includes Quality Rated. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank We're you, Rich. Or welcome, welcome back, I should <laughs> so say. Glad, so glad you're here. There's been a lot of buzz about this, obviously, in the child care community for some time now, even more so now that we are, all we can see is New Year's Eve and the start of 2020, a brand new decade. It's hard to believe. So we wanted to focus on the deadline and what it means to providers. So, Elizabeth, let's start with some background. Describe the CAPS program here in Georgia and how it works for child care providers as well as families. The purpose of the CAPS program is to provide scholarships to eligible families uh, with low incomes so that they can work or go to school. And for child care providers, the role that they play, obviously other than caring for the children, is that the CAPS program pays a fee um, to the child care provider and then the family generally has um, a family fee and together that's the CAPS rate that we pay to a child care provider to provide care for our children. And to clarify for anybody who may not know, the payment is made not to the parents, but to the child care provider. That's correct. CAPS pays the child care provider directly after they bill in a billing portal. Okay. Uh, Bentley, let's give you the same question for Quality Rated. How do you describe the program and its purpose? Sure. Thanks, Reg. Well, I like to think of Quality Rated more in terms of a framework rather than a program. Uh, It is Georgia's version of what's called a tiered quality rating and improvement system. Uh, It was actually one of the first things that I researched when I joined DECAL back in 2005, but then they were just called quality rated systems. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have the, the improvement. Basically, the purpose is to assess, communicate, and improve. And so, you know, it is it is a framework. And so providers go through a fairly lengthy process. They work with their local CCRNRs uh, to provide technical assistance. And then at the end of the process, they are usually given a one, two, or three star rating. And that becomes a fairly accessible way for family 
families then to to look at the providers and to know you know if they're you know if it's a quality provider. If you look them up on our website, mm-hmm. you will see if they're quality rated, and then you'll see their star rating. As Cor- well. Correct. And I will say this: we also have some really good research on our website to back up our quality rated. Mm. So way back in December of 2016, uh, a decal advisory group actually recommended this quality rated CAPS 2020 deadline. And it had they had worked a long time as part of Governor Deal's Education Reform Commission. He also formed a subcommittee of early childhood education. I was the chair. Mm. They made a lot of recommendations around um, pre-K and zero to three. And then we asked them to continue as a decal advisory group because stakeholder engagement um, is very important to us. And we were meeting about CAPS and the CAPS transition about at that time. And in December of 2016, uh, that one of their final meetings, they actually recommended uh, that in order to continue to receive caps that providers need to be quality rated. So I think it's important to kind of reflect on how we got here. This Mm -hmm. did not come just from decal. This came from a very diverse group of stakeholders, of child care providers, of advocates, um, of families uh, that that, that thought this was important. So, but Elizabeth and Bentley, talk about from your perspective why you think it's important and how does this all fit with decal's vision? Um, I think that it's really important because the families that CAP serve can benefit so tremendously and, and maybe um, a vulnerable populations who can benefit the most from high-quality care. And so if we can require that all the child care providers that serve those families are quality rated, we can ensure that all the children in the program have access to high-quality care and the outcomes for those families can be, and those children, excuse me, can be improved. Yeah, and I have to say, I echo everything that uh, my colleague Elizabeth just said, and just that I'm really excited about this. And the closer we get to 2020 and we implement these new supports and implement these new policies, I think it's going to be a game changer in mm-hmm. Georgia. And I think it's going to really raise the floor of early care and education. And I think Georgia is going to continue to be a model for other states to follow. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, Uh, completely aligns with DECAL's vision that all children will have access to high-quality early education regardless of family, income, or location. And just to add to that, I would say we would not be able to do this if we didn't have such a strong ECE foundation. Mm -hmm. I know um, the idea of a quality-rated system is nothing new. We've Mm -hmm. pointed that out in a couple of presentations that Georgia was not necessarily late to the game, but we weren't first uh, among the programs. What about this idea, the um, idea of saying if you're a subsidy program, you must be quality rated? Is that done in other states? It is. Um, I certainly don't think it's done in every other state, but there are definitely many states that have come before us. Mm -hmm. I was curious about that even yesterday when we were talking about it with our board. And some states have even been able to say you have to be a certain star level Mm -hmm. to receive subsidy funds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every state, yeah, every place is a little bit different. So we're right now at 4,525 licensed child care programs in Georgia, about 60% of them receiving CAPS funding. Elizabeth, how are we communicating all of this to those CAPS providers who are not yet quality rated? Well, we have had a whole bunch of communication over the past month or so. We have had letters that have gone out to all child care providers as well as uh, stakeholders to try to describe what our plans are to, to try to reach the 2020 deadline or goal. And in addition, we've done a couple of informational webinars and um, we are uh 
about to launch a bunch of communication to families as well that will help describe for them what exactly we're doing and what it means to them. You've got kind of a cool technology piece here. When someone signs in to the CAPS portal, uh, you immediately remind them that, hey, you're not quality rated. Tell us about that. Uh, I think what you're talking about is the CAPS billing portal. So for when a child care provider um, signs in, because we also have, of course, a whole portal and application process for families right, too. Right. But so for child care providers, they sign into the CAPS billing portal and they get messages about the requirement. And we've actually had that up for a while. Mm. Most recently, we, we polled our providers to find out if they were unrated. So if they were rated, they didn't get to see the message because they're already quality rated. But for the ones who are not yet quality rated, we pulled them to ask um, what their plans are, whether mm-hmm. they intend to become quality rated and what they needed if they did intend to. I thought that was really Good very targeted mm-hmm. and uh, really smart move. On mm-hmm. And as of today, when we're taping this, what do the results tell us? Uh, they tell us that mm-hmm. 77% of our population mm-hmm. who's not yet rated does plan to remain um, a CAPS provider and a, a remain a high quality CAPS provider by meeting the deadline by the end of 2020. And um, we have a few that were maybe not the right person to answer the question, so right. we'll be following back up with them. And then only 4% who said that they plan to, to not continue with the program. Another smart option, by the way, I have to admit, because someone asked you the other day in one of our meetings, what if they're not the person to make that decision. You give them an option to say, hey, that's not my job. That's right. But they're going to keep getting the question. <laughs> so the right person answers. The answer to that question. That's very clever. Yeah, yeah, that's some good information as well. So quality rated, um, is, it's a very intensive process. Mm-hmm. It definitely requires commitment from uh, the child care provider. About how long does it take to become quality rated? Sure. So I would say just <clears throat> the basic answer is generally around 9 to 18 months, I think is the best way to think about it. Now, I think you have to think of two different two different kind of aspects with this. One is that, you know, it's a long, pro- I mean, you have an application, then you have a portfolio, then after you submit your portfolio, you undergo an observation. And then once the observation is scored and reviewed, then you're rated. So that's, you know, that's four big steps there. And some providers move through some of those steps rather quickly. And some providers move through, you know, it takes a while between, uh, between steps. Uh, There's wide variation in how long it takes a program to become quality rated. And that has been an intent of the program because we don't want providers to submit that portfolio until they're ready. Right, because that triggers the assessment window. Right, yes. There's no stopping it once you hit that. <laughs> you, once you, you submit your portfolio, portfolio one day, we're coming. Yeah, one day there's <laughs> going to be assessors there. Um, so anticipating this rush, Bentley, you're introducing a few changes for 2020, one right. of which is the cohort group sign-in system. Tell us about that. Sure, and I have to give a really big shout out to Denise and her team and our IT support in developing this system. But basically, providers will log on and they'll log on through their quality rated account and they'll have an option to select an observation window slot. And those slots correspond to four calendar quarters. Uh, 
February and March is cohort one. Uh, then cohort two would be April through June. Cohort three is July through September. And cohort four is October through December. There are 2020 bonuses that are associated with the cohorts that providers sign up for. And uh, anyway, this that by signing up for a slot, that guarantees that there will be an observation. And then it also helps us manage the flow of observations. Mm-hmm. So given the 2020 deadline, do CAPS providers have priority? Yes. And what about existing quality rated providers that are up for their re-rate? Their, it's their three-year mark. They need to be re-rated in 2020. They can take a pass they until can, 2021? Yes, they can take a pass. So we've done a temporary extension for those providers. Good for them. Yes. <laughs> and Or not, I guess. You can, can opt out of to, the right? exemption. Sure. Okay. Yes. So there are a number of providers that have opted out. They were well on their way. Perhaps they were a one or two star and they want to, you know, have an opportunity to go to a two or three star. And that's great. And we support that. Uh, the deadline for doing that was November 30th. Mm, okay. Okay. But I, I do want to say... It, it was a great thing to offer. This is a government agency, ladies and gentlemen, offering flexibility. <laughs> and um, I hope folks uh, appreciate that. Based on the feedback, sounds like they do. So a couple of dates, if you have your calendar, you might want to mark these down. December 1st is the start of the cohort group sign-in system. What about May 1st, 2020, Elizabeth? If I'm a CAPS provider who has not yet signed up, well, when we figured out what we were, what our plan would be for 2020, we um, had to think about how we would transition families um, who are at a provider who isn't yet rated to make sure that they were in a um, child at a child enrolled at a child care provider who is quality rated by the time the deadline comes around. And in order to do that, we can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden move everybody at the same time. So we wanted to institute milestones. And so the May 1st, 2020 date that you referenced is our first milestone. And if you're a child care provider who is not yet rated and has not yet signed up to become rated by the end of the year, what that would mean for you is that you wouldn't be able to take any new CAPS families after after that date. Mm-hmm. So as families choose um, which child care provider they want when they're coming into the program or as they have are at our existing families in the program and they just want to change to a different child care provider, they will um, not be able to choose a provider who hasn't already signed up to be rated so um, or isn't already quality rated. Mm-hmm. So just um, making sure we're completely clear, you just have to be signed up to be um, rated by the end of the year in order to um, be eligible to receive those new families. So that's May 1st, 2020. Mm -hmm. What about January 1st, 2021? Well, January 1st, 2021 would be our second milestone. And of course, it comes right after the December 31st, 2020 deadline, which is the deadline we've been communicating for the past three years where all CAPS providers must be quality rated in order to continue to participate. So in January of 2021, any children who are still enrolled in an unrated provider who also has not had their observation yet, because you 
could get observed based on the slot system that Bentley just described mm-hmm. in December of 2020. And you may not have your rating yet, but you've had your observation. So any child who's enrolled at a center who or a family child care home who has not yet been observed and is not yet rated at their redetermination, which in caps, we redetermine eligibility once every 12 months, there's a renewal. So families come up for renewal at all different times during the year. So at that family's next redetermination, they would be asked to choose a quality rated provider or somebody who's had their observation but not yet has received their rating. And um, they would at that point switch, be transferred out of the unrated provider into a rated provider. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, based on the first milestone, this shouldn't be a large group of children at that point. Right. We're trying our best to keep that to a minimum, Mm -hmm. but it could be, and and parents should know. And the reason for that date is because we want to support families in continuity of care. And if they haven't chosen to move yet, that we support their decision until the deadline has come up. Mm -hmm. You've kind of covered this, but let's just say I'm a CAPS provider. I ride this thing out through the end of 2020. I'm still not quality rated. What Remind us again, what happens to the CAPS families I serve as a result of that decision? We would be at their redeter- at the time of their renewal or redetermination, we would be transferring them to a quality rated child care provider. Now that said, a family, it's their choice. Right. If they would like to remain at an unrated provider, they can do that. That's up to them. But CAPS will not be able to pay um, or help pay for the care. Right. right. Got it. Right. We recognize that quality costs to deliver that uh, quality rated level of child care. And for, for years, we've offered tiered reimbursement. And recently, I guess maybe over a year ago now, we increased those tiered reimbursement rates for quality rated. So what are those reimbursement rates now for CAPS providers? So CAPS providers who are one star are receiving a 10% tiered bonus uh, above the base rates that CAPS pays. If they are two stars, they receive a 20% tiered bonus. And if they are three stars, they receive a 40% tiered bonus above the base rate. Hmm. Per child, per week. Per (laughs) child. Per week. Per week. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. Another advantage of finding quality rated. Um, Bentley, what happens with a new program that opens in 2020, brand new, and wants to receive CAPS? Sure. We are still working out the details with that, but Mm -hmm. we will have a quality rated provisional status for those programs. So the devil is in the details with that. So (laughs) I would say within the next, you know, four to six weeks, we'll be able to announce what all that entails, but we will have a provisional status for those providers. And other questions come up on one of at least one of your webinars and uh, it's a valid question mm-hmm. so you guys are looking into that yeah and i would also say too we do have some providers that go through the process and unfortunately for a variety of reasons may not achieve a one two or three star rating so we will also have a probationary quality rated status mm-hmm. for those providers and elizabeth i know from your presentation just yesterday you've heard from some providers that said we're not doing this we're not going to be quality rated we think we can you know, operate without it for a variety of reasons. Can you talk about that? Um, well, the, those providers are is their choice, right? And um, they just won't be able to serve Caps children 
And you said some are going out of business, some are retiring. Oh, yeah. they had lots. Sorry, they had yeah. lots of reasons for those. That was a big, large spectrum of reasons. Some of those reasons they they gave were that they were retiring or going out of business, right. um, and some are that they that they just don't choose to 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 decide to do this. So, if you're a Caps family, would it behoove you to have a conversation with your provider about the 2020 deadline? Absolutely. We're of course going to be having those conversations and. And um, I know we talked a little while ago about the families that would be moving after January 1st, 2021. Just want to throw out there that we are, of course, communicating with those families now. And in fact, at their redetermination in January of, uh, excuse me, beginning January of 2020 and after, we'll be telling them um, that in a year, this Mm. is what's happening Mm -hmm. so that they have an opportunity to talk to their child care provider about whether um, they're going to, what their plans are about becoming quality rate and have plenty of time to um, research and decide where they want to bring their child if they do want to move their child somewhere So else. we're getting the word out through social media and, and all of that. But again, back to I think your team's doing a great job on targeted communications, mm-hmm. both with providers and with parents, so they're aware. And yes. hopefully this should not take anybody by surprise. That's right. That, uh, we certainly don't want to do that and want people to have plenty of time to make the right choice for them. Mm-hmm. You both provided a lot of information today. Uh, so if, if our listeners didn't catch it all, where could they go to find out more information about CAPS, about Quality Rated, about the deadline? Where's the best place? On the DECAL website, um, there is a page that has our informational webinars posted, mm-hmm. as well as copies of our letters um, that we've sent out to stakeholders and child care providers. Um, an FAQ. Can, right. There's an FAQ. And I think a lot of that's on qualityrated.org as okay. well. Okay. Perfect. And we also have a quality rated help desk. Correct. That And um, our CAPS, just calling generally our CAPS program, we would be able to answer general questions. Great. All right. The deadline, you know, I remember we've done some programs on this and said, oh, it's so far away. It's knocking on the door mm-hmm. now. And uh, just want all of our listeners to know that's why I think for 2020, we're going to have a concentrated focus on right. this. Yeah. Uh, it's top priority for us as an agency. So, Stay informed. Stay in touch with your provider. And, Rich, I just would like to close by pointing out that as a framework, quality rated is as much as about support as it is assessment. Mm. And when you talk to providers, most have talked about the benefits of going through the process and have seen those benefits. So I think this is really a good thing. Yeah, we've done interviews with um, the peer support network, and that's the feedback is that, yeah, they come together, and it really has been a great program. So. Um, hopefully you mark down the dates that we mentioned earlier. Go to the website for more information. Elizabeth Bentley, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for Happy having us. Happy 2020. Yeah, yeah. what's your 2020 goal, Commissioner? <laughs> this will be it. Okay. <laughs> now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Slocum from the Communications Division, and my question for the Commissioner is, which of the five decal values do you think is most important? Well, that's a great question, Ali. It is definitely hard to choose because all five are important, but um, I'd have to say that the first one, delivering stellar customer service, is, uh, in my mind, the most important because I think it kind of all starts with that. It's about how you treat people um, externally and internally and, and delivering excellent customer service. By the way, these were created by our employee advisory They sure group. were, several years ago. And uh, as a compliment, since you guys can't see, this is not a visual, the commissioner has them 
in her badge. I do. You keep them with yes. you always. I think they're all very important. Deliver- what are the others? Yeah. So delivering stellar customer service, exhibiting organizational excellence, creating positive relationships, always valuing others, and leading the way. And it's the uh, acronym? DECAL. DECAL. Yeah. There you go. So you're going with D. I'm going with D. Very delivering good. excellent customer service. You've heard the podcast. Now it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We're drawing one name from all the correct answers received at decal download at decal.ga.gov, and you'll win the prize. Here's the question. What is the deadline for CAPS providers to become quality rated? What's the deadline for CAPS providers to become quality rated, send your answer to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw one winner from all the correct answers. Thanks for playing. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.